Thank you for listening to Insight is Capital. I'm Pierre Daly, Managing Editor at AdvisorAnalyst.com, and this is part two of our thought-provoking conversation with Richard Heft, President and Co-Founder at EXT Marketing, which is, in my opinion, one of Canada's premier expert financial communications and marketing firms. I'm always excited to talk to Richard. He's one of those folks who talks to everyone in the business. He always has a ton of takeaways and insight to share every single time. In part two, we talk about how advisors can add gravity to their communications with clients at a time when nothing matters more. Clients are getting their statements every month, and each time they do, especially these days with the rough year it's been, it's potentially a trigger for all of their fears and concerns about their investments, about you, their advisor, and about whether it's time for a change of direction or worse. This is the call to arms if there ever was one. It's a time to be proactive, it's a time to be sensitive, and Richard and I talk about how you can cement your brand as an advisor and your relationship with your clients in this critical moment. Please enjoy our conversation, and thank you again for listening. This is the Insight is Capital podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the individual guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of AdvisorAnalyst.com or of our guests. This broadcast is meant to be for informational purposes only. Nothing discussed in this broadcast is intended to be considered as advice. It's been really an especially tumultuous year for investors and advisors alike who've had, you know, I, I would say it's been probably a very challenging year if you're an advisor in particular. Your clients have have suffered um, sharp losses in both their stock and bond holdings. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was the whole point of a 60-40 portfolio. Yeah. And these days... Um, communications have become more vital. So, you know, if, if you've got nothing but communications on your schedule with clients, you have you really have very little time to sit there talking about um, ESG. Um, but keeping clients, of course, apprised of all the developments that have arisen as a result of the destabilizing effects of COVID and COVID-related supply shocks, you know, at the beginning of this year, at least, yeah. um, which has now, you know, morphed into inflation, uh, real inflation, uh, rising rates. Uh, then, you know, we had the the wildcard war in Ukraine happened, uh, which has put a wrench in the works as well. Um, given the amount of time that these types of updates are are requiring advisors to spend so much time either on the phone or on Zoom or uh, however they're communicating with the clients these days. What are some ways you think of communicating more efficiently uh, that advisors should employ in order to get back the time that they need in order to be able to focus on the challenges of portfolio management rather than putting out fires all the time? Um, how do you? How do you? Okay, how do you create a fire hose of communications? to your clients that has some personal or personalized uh, um, elements in it so that when you do meet with your clients uh, in earnest, like when you, when you actually have a face-to-face -face with your clients, you're actually talking about the things that you need to talk about, like how to reallocate the portfolio, the, what their portfolio construction looks like and what it should look like given the change in the regime. Um, what are some what are some you know neat ways that you've seen that advisors are using to uh, to create a, um, that fire hose of communications about the market about what's going on about why you know providing their clients with the answers that they need and the reassurances that they need uh, uh, you know from being in the know being able to you know like I would say. And let me know if I'm answering the question correctly. I would say that the best thing an advisor can do is be proactive in their communications. Look at 
instead of waiting for a client to call with questions, be proactive and publish content that would answer those questions, right. that would answer those concerns. And if a client comes to you and says, I'm really concerned about X, that's an idea for content, right? Because if Absolutely. one of the clients is asking that question, you can probably guess that there's a few clients asking the same question. So to me, the trick isn't just in the what you're saying. It's when are you saying it? If you say it before they ask the question, if you say it before they're concerned, you're, you're, you're saving them a lot of frustration and fear and showing them that you know, you understand their concerns and, and share their concerns. A good trick is, as an, to me as an advisor, is going out and asking clients, like, are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Are you yeah. on Instagram? Are you on LinkedIn? Where are they congregating? Because you can publish a whole lot of stuff, but if it's not going to where your clients are going, and a lot of advisors have clients, let's say you're an advisor who focuses on small business owners or doctors right. or dentists, any, any of these subgroups, they're probably of a maybe similar age, somewhere between 25 and 55. So there's a 30, they may have similar spots they go to. A lot of them may be Facebook, Facebook users. Right. They, they spend a lot of time. Calling. So if you know that, you don't have to spend as much time worrying about what they're doing on Twitter or, or Instagram. You go to where they're going, which is Facebook, and then you drill down. What is the best content on Facebook? Is it? 300 word articles? Is it small video snippets? Is it in, uh, infographics? Is it, what, what, what is it? Uh, or is it a longer form? Is it white papers that could be 800 to 5,000 words, right? Do, are you writing full dissertations on a topic? So it, now you know where you should be and how, what type of content you should be publishing. And then you focus on the, what are they asking? What do you think they're concerned about? And publish, publish, publish. Yeah. Go on there. Try to be uh, regimented about it where it's like they're, I, I'm going to publish every Wednesday at 2 p.m. So they know where to find me. They know and reach out to them, get connected with them, make them your friends or contacts or whatever it is. And tell them if they like it, share it with their contacts because that's a bit of a referral engine. Yeah. The other trick is, you know, a lot of, a lot of advisors, it's a lot of work to publish a blog every week, like yeah, yeah, writing, writing and you're thinking of ideas. So we have a couple of tricks like creating an editorial calendar. So you're, you know, what you're writing uh, and try to make it timely. So don't just write about stuff that happened eight months ago. You talk about even your editorial can, calendar can sort of be flexible so that if something happens in Europe or something happens in North America or a federal uh, or a central bank changes their interest rate, you can talk to that in real time. Right. And that's, great because then clients know that you're not just republishing old stuff. Um, so I would do that. And if you're not prepared to commit the kind of time required to writing these articles, researching these articles, get somebody on your team to do it. You don't have to do it all yourself. It's not all up to you. You can aggregate right. from other news sources, but it's better to have stuff like you said, your opinions, um, your thoughts and what you know to be their concerns or opinions. And then get somebody on your team to write it, review it, so that you know, maybe have your compliance team review it, make sure it's consistent with your overall messaging. Um, and, uh, and even leverage centers of influence. Every, if you have accountants and lawyers and bookkeepers and other professionals who you work with, who you refer business to and who refer business back to you, let them write it. If they, if they write it, it's great. It shows you have these connections who understand your client concerns as well. It gives them some exposure. So they're excited about that. And then they may, you know, share some of your content on their 
in their posts and, and content. So it, 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 it works. It's a, you, you don't just have to refer business. You can refer sort of opportunities to gain some exposure to show your expertise. Yeah, I really liked, um, sorry, I really liked everything you just said. I think, that, I think those, are all, those are all great ideas. I think the editorial calendar is important uh, in, in, the, in the sense of, of uh, establishing discipline, knowing that you know, a month from now, you'll have to produce a piece on a particular idea or topic. Um, but I think it's also, I, I like to, I, I, just to go back a few steps to what you said earlier, which is that you know, whatever your clients are, are bringing up, in their calls when they call you and they say, I'm really concerned about X. Um, you're absolutely, I, I just wanted to say, I think that's that's a really nifty uh, lead in to create uh, either, uh, like you said, either a short video of you talking about your answer to that question or that concern, um, filling in some of the blanks people are, are clearly worried about that they're not necessarily getting from the media. Um, and, you know, or sharing your, your thoughts and ideas on the matter, how you're dealing with it. Um, I think I think one of the problems that that like I, I noticed because um, I have a lot of advisors in my LinkedIn network, and what I noticed that's happening with a lot of advisors is that is that they're they're they tend to just grow they tend to be going just for the low hanging fruit, which is the you know something that was that's easily shared by them like like their firm's editorials or their firm's research on any given subject, like and and so you know if it's like Wood Gundy, for example, it'll be it'll be articles published by Wood Gundy. Um, so they're, they're, they are, I, I see advisors definitely, you know, in terms of the trend, I see advisors definitely trying to, you know, help their clients understand what's going on in the market. Um, but sending sending something corporate doesn't necessarily have a personal feel to it, right? Where Where it's not you talking to your clients and therefore anybody else who's watching what you're doing. I think I, I have a feeling there's something to be said about doing something very publicly where, where, you know, you're not saying things that compliance is going to flag you for, uh, you know, that's, that's probably the, the biggest barrier that advisors face is, is, you know, when they're thinking of doing something like this, they're thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to share it with compliance. So the last three times I shared something with compliance, they said, no, right. You know, or I, you know, I had to water it down. I had to get rid of, you know, half of the stuff that I said. Um, you know, the funny thing is advisors can say anything they want to their clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but they can't do it publicly. And, and so I, I think the key, you know, like is to stay away is to, is to stay away from, from the, uh, the third rail, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, stay away from the stuff that's charged, you know, don't talk about the things you're not allowed to talk about. First of all, you know what they are, right? If you're an advisor, you know, you know, where those, where that third rail is, it's always, you know, like. Just like on a train track, it's always in the same place. Just don't touch it, <laughs> right? Don't touch. Yeah, look. Every, don't touch the third rail. Advisors know that you can't do it. Promise outperformance. Like advisors already know. Yeah. That. So you you, know you can't can. you can't talk about performance. You can't talk about, but you can talk about uh, how the market is affecting different, you know, broad uh, sectors. Totally. Uh, you know, you can't. Totally. You just can't talk about any products, or you can't make any assurances about returns, or you know. But but you can talk about what's happening in general, and 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 so I think I, I just feel like you know, like what I want to sort of unearth here in our conversation today is what are the things that advisors for sure should focus on talking about when they're communicating to their clients through these means, through video or or things they write or things artwork or infographics that they produce uh, in order to provide their clients with assurance in a, in a difficult time. 
you know, that they're on it, that they're on what's happening. They're, they're, they're looking for the solutions. They're looking for ways to, to, uh, you know, calm the portfolio. I have the easier, the easier answer is what can't they, what they shouldn't talk about, which is product and services. Right. There's no, like, don't promote, no, don't, don't be promoting your office. Right. Your, because you're not, there's no engagement from that. You yeah. Know, clients aren't going to return to read more of your blog articles if they're all about, this is what I do for you. This is what I do for you. As opposed to taking a more empathetic sort of view where, where it's like, what, what are you concerned about? What are your life's challenges? What, what, what keeps you up at night? What, you know, what are all these sort of things that are more individual to you? And again, all that to say, many of us share the same concerns. We all want to retire. We all want to feed our families. We all want to be comfortable. All of those, take a vacation, all of those types of general human desires. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's, it's saying advisors are humans. Their clients are humans. What does an advisor worry about? What is, is it, what, like I said, what is the advisor hearing? And speak to those things that show that you're human and that you share those challenges. And even if you don't share those challenges, you understand those challenges. And working with you is an opportunity to, to hopefully overcome those challenges, right? Again, not promotional, not, not as that is clear, but the, the, the change should take you to that end goal, which is I'm building a stronger business and I'm helping my clients build the lives that they, that they deserve um, if they work with me through these, these different um, um, opportunities and, and these, and these, and these challenges. So I, again, I've, I've sort of gone a little bit off the rail on that answer, but to me, it's, it's, re, it's, it's more about really understanding what your clients need, really understanding, listening to what your clients are telling you, and then sharing your answer to the world, because these answers are probably fitting for most people, maybe not all, but most, yeah. and then the next one might be, or the the other thing I always say is, look, even if a client reads an article that has nothing to do with them, they're reading an education planning article, but the client doesn't have kids. Maybe one of their right. siblings have kids and would be interested in that and might share that tip, um, a tip for education planning for your kids and when you should start and what you should do and all these types of things that advisors talk about all the time. It's, it's relevant to everybody, even if you don't have kids, even if you're even if you, you prefer a TFSA over an RSP, all of these types of things, they're, they're practical tips that even they, they, they position the advisor as a subject matter expert who understands the individual client's needs. Yeah. I find, I just, I, I, you know, I, I get when, when, um, you know, for example, on LinkedIn, uh, I get, you know, there's a lot of prospecting going on. Right. You know, which is this very direct approach. You know, how would you like a second opinion? We work with, you know, we work with wealthy families across Canada, blah, blah, blah. And I, I feel like, you know, like that, that, you know, you may happen across somebody in, in your network who actually wants a second opinion at that moment, but for everybody else, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's not a very selfless type of communication where, where, you know, you, you set your, your own needs as an advisor, uh, hoping to win new business, obviously. But what are what are like? I think you've touched on some of the selfless points. 
I find like, I find because of different times in the year, like during RSP season, advisors will talk about RSPs. The rest of yeah. the time, they'll talk about TFSAs. Yeah. They'll, they'll talk yeah. about tax tax loss harvesting this time of the year. Um, you know, those are some of the obvious sort of, you know, investment slash financial planning things that happen throughout the course of the year. So don't stop doing that. Obviously, those are those those things are important to continue to do along with your editorial calendar. But when you're in a situation where your clients, you know, portfolios are down 15, 20, 25 percent, uh, like they might be today, you know, what are the kinds what are the kinds of, of um, empathetic types of, of uh, you know, messages I, I think answering i think just the act of answering the questions uh that that clients have that you know like the things like you said you know what keeps you up at night what are you worried about what are you thinking about what's what's got you stressed or what's got you feeling sort of uh, you, you know how do you what what kind of things can advisors do or have you seen anything interesting that advisors are doing um i'm asking you because i haven't i haven't really seen a lot of activity from advisors to do that that's you know that's proactive and isn't a self-serving exercise of promotion somehow um I, you know there's yeah. there's always that angst if you're in business that you got to do those things you know you got to always be closing but but something that i learned very valuable a long time ago was always be opening always be opening conversations opening discussions you know having uh, asking the the you know answering questions and you know being available obviously is a big deal being readily available, being, you know, uh, within obviously certain constraints, but being, being available to your clients. Uh, I always love the, the Woody Allen quote, you know, showing up is 80, you know, 80% of 80% of winning is showing up and, um, you know, just show up, just be there, just be available when you're, you know, either when your clients call or when they call in the ad. Anyway, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing too much talking here, but what, what are some of the sort of more empathetic things that you've seen that, that you thought were, were really nifty that advisors have actually done? Again, we work with all types, so I, I can't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sort of uh, talk about one client campaign or one company's campaign or another. What, what I'll yeah. say is it's not, it's just not good enough to communicate when the markets are good, when things are going great. It, it's not good enough to be communicating when markets are down. I, I think consistency, being in front of clients all the time is the best way to do it. And when you do it, the best way to do it is to do it right, which to me is, you have, I think your, your examples were a good one. You have the timely stuff in September, kids going back to school. What, what's top of mind for clients at that point? It yeah. doesn't hurt when, when people are in spring, you know, they're cleaning out their garages. What can you do with that stuff? How can we do a cleanup of your portfolio? These types of things don't hurt. And those, we refer to those more as evergreen type of pieces. And then, right. like I said, the more timely stuff, the, um, what the Fed just, Increased interest rates three quarters of a percentage point. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? And yeah, again, you, it, you spe meaning you specifically, the advisor, right? Well, the, no, you specifically meaning the client. This is yeah. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> right. Like this yeah. is you're saying to the client. I am aware of your challenges when you say that. When you think that way, how they hear these things, they know what's going on. They know there's there's something going on in Europe that is not good uh, for, for a lot of countries and for possibly their, some of their holdings and all these types of things. So again, the question is, how is it impacting me? How is this, how should, I don't even know how this should be concerning me. Is it, is it, is it impacting me? How? So answering those types of questions, the advisor was very happy to put a client's investment capital into Europe, right? Yeah. 12 months ago, 
24 right. months ago, five years ago, whatever it was, for there was a thesis there. There was a reason why the advisor put their in, uh, their client's money in Europe. If, if that thesis has changed, why, how, what's going to happen? What are they doing? What all of these types of things, that's not product or sales. That's, that's telling people what they need to know, telling people why you're doing certain things, telling people um, that you understand their concerns, share their concerns and are, and are taking steps or not. If you, you could be an advisor who says, I'm still bullish on Europe. Yeah. That's great. Tell them why. <clears throat> Tell them yeah. why. You're, you, you, you have these discussions all the time. Share them. Share it with them. Put in right. The, the one thing I, I would go back to is advisors, they're, depending on their dealership or, or, the, or the bank or whoever they work for, the compliance can be pretty restrictive on what social media channels they, they publish on what type of stuff they publish, if it's not corporate and that type of thing. We've worked with a lot of clients where they share a similar challenge. Advisors want to get out there with their message um, and compliance, rightly or wrongly, you could, it's debatable, but I, I think in a lot of cases, rightly want to make sure the message is consistent across the enterprise. So right. th these, are, these are challenges a lot of advisors face and um, we help them through some of these challenges and, and other challenges, basically, it's just the corporate, um, it's the corporate uh, agenda to, to maintain sort of a more corporate level sort of communication. Again, that doesn't mean they can't communicate. It may just be like you sort of alluded to a little more one-on-one -on -one in that instance where you're going out and talking to clients, sending a, a blast email, but asking them to come back to you for a call so that you could uh, review their portfolio, review the positioning, tell them about any changes or that you want to make or that you recommend and, and listen to their concerns. So it's, it's also, it's not just often blasting out information. It is listening because that is how you get those insights into what your clients are concerned about and what type of content you can be producing through other platforms. The one thing I want to also say is we, we get asked a lot, what is the best content? Is it video? Yeah. Is it podcast? Is it infographics, listicles, big stats, copy, you know, pieces of copy, whether it's 50 words, 300 words, 500 words, a thousand, all that type of thing. I will say that it's also, everybody wants to do video and video yeah. is great. People watch video. People love video. It, it, it has shown higher engagement times online on, on any of the social media channels. The, the bigger issue is that it, it does come at a cost. And it does take a little bit longer to produce. So if you want to go to right. and copy is the, is the best solution because you don't have to do creative scripting, storyboarding, those types of things around it. Um, even if you're using off the shelf sort of animation or talking heads, you have, you have uh, an executive sort of speaking about what's going on or what client, your client's concerns are. It isn't always that easy to get that out, produced and out the door as quickly as just writing something down, 50 words about what you're seeing happening and to, you know, with a call to action, like, please speak to me if you have, if you share these concerns. Yeah, I love the, uh, I mean, I certainly love the idea of, of uh, you know, uh, something you said really sort of rang that reverb, you know, that uh, resonated just now that, that you were saying was, was the, um, you know, why was the question why it reminded me of Simon Sinek's book, uh, title, at least start with why. And, and, you know, I think if you can get to the why, uh, you know, something happens, you know, X happens. And then, you know, what you get down to the bottom of and you try to do that as quickly as you can is why. And, um, you know, I really love, uh, recently I really got into, I've started to get into reading more and more stuff from Axios uh, because, you know, they've, they've, they've gotten into this whole movement of smart brevity where, where, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not creating a half hour podcast every week or one hour, you know, we do, we do these 90 minute podcasts on our end, um, you know, and, and half an hour to half an hour to an hour long podcast as well. Um, 
you know, but I got, I got a problem with talking. I like talking a lot. <laughs> and so do the, so, do, you know, so does everybody else that we, we tend to get on the, on our shows, but, but, right. um, you know, for an advisor, maybe as simple as producing a, a, you know, a two or three minute talking snippet where, you know, they just get their phone out, create a quick, quick video that they can share with their clients on social media or, or, you know, directly through their phone. Um, and where they get to the bottom of, you know, here's what happened. Here's why it matters. Um, and, you know, if you think it matters to you, you know, give me a call. And I, I, I think that's a really, I think, you know, and, or, or just writing down uh, 50 to hundred words. You're not talking about writing an essay or explaining the, the, the plumbing of the market to a client. You're talking about, again, here's what happened. Here's what happened today. Here's what it means to you. You know, here's what it could mean. And, and uh, if you want to know if it's something relevant to you, give me a shout. Well, look, it, 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 the, there's always a benefit to engagement because oftentimes talking like we're doing is better than writing, which is one way I'm assuming, you know, you, you share this, this interest or you're inquiring about something similar, you're thinking about something similar, but you never know until you talk to your client. So right. engagement is like, if you want to talk about the name of the game, the name of the game is engagement, is making sure your clients feel that they can call you, feel that you have the right answers or at least the answers that they need to hear. Um, and, and trust you and they, they trust you more if they see your front and center um, communicating out to them. Again, I totally agree with you. Twitter's a success because Twitter's 280 characters. So you don't, you're not doing a deep dive. I also say that one idea can stem into a hundred ideas uh, like an accordion. So right. you can, if you think you have a good piece of content that you want to share with your clients, but that is, requires you to write a thousand words. That's approximately like, that's a white paper to me, right? Yeah, yeah. You go, okay, it's a thousand words. Um, I want to write this down. I want to be a subject matter expert on this thing that I keep hearing from my clients, but I know quite a bit about, I've read about it. I have some insights from all the research I've done. Compile it, write your own piece. That's, it's great. Again, it's not the right piece for Twitter because it's not 200 right. characters. It's a, it's a, a thousand words, but that doesn't preclude you from taking that larger piece and distilling it down into smaller pieces of what we call like micro content, or um, we have a couple of other words for it that I'll yeah. think about with this call. But, you know, so you, you, you distill it down, you say, okay, one of the really, there, there was a really cool idea in that paragraph. I'll extract that idea and write something that I can publish on my blog in 300 words instead of a thousand. And then I could distill it down to 100 words that I could just do as a paragraph on um, LinkedIn. Maybe yep. there was an image or a graph that I could put on Instagram and, and all linking back to that 1000 word article that you may house on your website. Right. And then you say the opening sentence is really catchy. I'm really pleased with how I wrote that. I'm going to put that on Twitter in 280 characters and link right. back to the white paper, all of which and everything you do should have a call to action. So whether it's clicking back to your website so they can get more information, emailing you, calling you, whatever it is direct message DMing you, whatever it is, it gets them to take action. So you right. become a subject matter expert. You're getting in front of them where they are in a way that they can consume because some people have 10 seconds to look at it. So they may boom, 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 boom. Uh, you know, that is, that's what you have to do. So there's an opportunity to take that long four piece and distill it down. So it could be on every platform or at least every platform your clients are on so that more people see it. And then if there's a few really good ideas, you do that again and again and again, based on that 1000 word article, uh, you, you can create a 500 word piece, a 300 word piece, a 280 character piece, and put it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
Instagram, wherever your clients are and lead back to your website where they can get more information about you and lead back to a phone number or email address where they can contact you for more information. If they share, uh, if they share with a family member or friend, that becomes a good referral strategy as well. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the most underestimated aspects of using social media to do that kind of communication with your clients is that they all have their respective networks. So anything that you do to communicate, you know, your, your, you know, basically the, your image on, on, you know, and your thoughts, your thought leadership on, on whether it's investing or markets or financial planning or tax planning and anything that you do is going to trickle into all of your clients, social networks, right? If it gets in their feed, it gets on everyone's feed. Right. And, and so, you know, they don't even have to, in fact, like you're, you know, if, if, if you demonstrate your value as an advisor, directly to your clients, publicly to your clients by doing all the things that we've talked about today, you really are, you know, under, you, you may be underestimating the size of your footprint when, when, you know, these uh, little snippets of, of content that you create that you actually have to invest the time to create and think about, you know, what you need to think about is, is kind of reverse engineer. What is the implication of what I'm saying? How would I react if I got this? You know, how would I feel if I received this message from my advisor? And, and how would basically, you know, if, if, if you feel that way, if you genuinely feel that something has an impact on you, then there's a good chance it'll have the similar impact across the social networks that you're sharing this content on. I think, I think you know, we- 100%, we, it's, it's, it's an exercise in brand building, yeah. right? This, is, this isn't about, this takes time like a brand to start to seep into people's consciousness. 100% when they start sharing it, other people start seeing it, but the more they see you being present, the more you're building your brand. I, I hear a lot, you know, I, I've been doing this for five months and I haven't had that big an uptick in my yeah. business. These types of things, I, I always say like, if you're looking for KPIs and metrics, you're, you may as well advertise for yourself and maybe it'll be successful, maybe it won't. This is the type of thing where you're building your you're building your brand over time, um, and the investment. You're, you may not be spending as much to publish pieces on your blog or on LinkedIn uh, that you share with your network. It 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 barely amounts to an immediate phone call. I do pieces. You know, I I share stuff all the time, and five months later, somebody will call me and say, "Oh, I saw that article." I'm like, well, "Why didn't you tell me immediately? Why didn't you like it and share it?" And people don't always take action immediately. They don't all. It doesn't always resonate. When I when we published the book, I, I people I'm still hearing it was over a year ago, and people are still going, "Oh, I saw you published your book." I'm like, yeah. but I told you about <laughs> about that through LinkedIn a year yeah. ago. I'm surprised you didn't sort of like the or share or call me to ask me about nothing. And these are this could be family members and friends, right? It's not just it's not just sort of people I worked with 25 years ago. Um, so you do have to take into account that sometimes people need to see things a couple of times, hear things a couple of times. We do know to take action, people have to see things seven to 10 times. Right. So don't, don't just don't expect, you, you have to be ready to commit to it without seeing an immediate, and, and we're all like that. We all want to see like, oh, I published this, I want this positive feedback loop, I want to see assets come in the door, all of that types of thing. It, it's never going to be like that. It's going to be over time you position yourself and people go, oh, I saw that. I told my cousin to call you. I, 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 was, I was really interested in that. That really helped me. 
those types of things, it takes longer to get that feedback loop happening. When it does, you get you, you see a bit of an inflection point where people start calling you and people start reaching out to you and people start referring you to you, but it, it ain't day one. Yeah. And it's a, it reminds me of that, that, you know, that critical mass sand pile where you're just adding, you know, grains of sand to a pile. And then, and then, percent. and then, you know, you get to that spot where that last grain, you, you know, that one more grain of sand just causes the whole pile to collapse. And that's the right. critical mass. Right. Um, it's like a Jenga game only. You yeah. Know, yeah. Exactly. In, in, in reverse. Jenga. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so something, you know, go back to going back to the, just to circle back to the very beginning of this, of this conversation. Um, you said, you know, that the key is to be proactive, right? Whatever you do, whatever communications channel you use, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, social media, video, YouTube, you name it, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, be proactive, be consistent, have an editorial calendar, touch, you know, have all of the uh, timely touch, have all of the uh, evergreen touch points, but also make an effort to do the, the timely stuff as well. Um, Look, I, I don't... Yeah, I'd sorry. Rather, oh, sorry, sorry, Jared. I'd yeah, uh, rather reach out to a client before yeah. they have to reach out to me. Absolutely, hundred percent. Right. And, sorry, and, and on the brand building, you know, the the best time. Like I, I, this is, you know, I'm uh, anecdotally saying this. I don't have any uh, actual evidence to support this, but would you agree that the best time to be building your brand is a time like now versus? Versus, you know, like last year when everything was hunky dory. I think it's a, I can't remember if it's a, I think, I believe it's a, a Chinese proverb that said the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The second best time is today. Yeah. So the best time is always, if you haven't started, the best time is now. Yeah. It's never too late, but the best time is, is, is now. So, and, and again, consistency is the key. Don't give up. Keep going out. I love the idea of a, an advisor going out and pulling their clients and saying, "What you know? What are you thinking? Yeah. What, where where do you go for information? All of these types of insights. I don't understand why an advisor wouldn't go out and just ask ask for that information to show that you're being proactive, that you want to be where your clients are, that you want to give them the information they need. Uh, I do see a lot of uh, advisors going out and 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 saying contact me if you want more information. It's fine. I mean, yeah. that, that's what they've been doing for a long time. Contact me. Here's some information. Here's my newsletter. Contact me for more information. I, I rarely see them go, where do you get your news? I think that's you a, news? you know, you know, Richard, I think that is, I think that is a terrific wrap up for our conversation. This takeaway, ask your clients what they think, ask your clients where they read, what are they reading? What's, what's, what, what, what have they, you know, where are they spending their time becoming knowledgeable. Right. Right. That's a, that is a, that, that is a terrific closing takeaway right there because, by your because as you said, it's, it's one thing that can open up like an accordion, that discussion, you know, <laughs> that discussion can open up like an accordion. Once you, once you just ask the simple, the, that, that open-ended question of what are you thinking? What are you, where do you go for your, your, you know, where do you go for your Intel? By the way, I used that accordion analogy earlier in this discussion. I know, and I'm giving you credit for it. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why I, I repeated it. You know, until, I like uh, it. yeah, yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I what I what I love is is you know I get these daily and this 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 just between you and me, but I I, I love some of these like Axios is a great source. I love the uh, you know one thing thing that they do yeah. every day. It's one thing, and yeah. you're like, what is that one thing? You know, it yeah. it, it, it 
evokes curiosity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the one thing you need to know today or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Bloomberg has uh, five, you know, five things yeah. we, yeah. you know, you and I, we, 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 we've talked about that before. Um, those are, those are really great ways to engage, to, to, to evoke curiosity, maybe not start with the headline of a story, but start with, you know, five things or one thing, one thing you need to know. And that, that, that may be a great way to engage clients. Uh, well, if, and if also something it, like it, something it, it daily. Also, yeah. It's also projecting that, you know, the commitment isn't for a 10 minute read. The commitment is yeah. I'm going to tell you five things you need to know today in bullet points. Yeah. A, a lot of the time, that's a good way to get them to read it. But also if they want more information to pick up the phone and call you. Well, it makes you go, hmm, right. It makes you go, hmm. Yeah. Let me, well, you know, there may be five things, you know, that aren't relevant, but then there, there may, you know, with five things, the odds are pretty good that, that something is, is going to uh, strike a chord. Yes. But, uh, Richard, love it. That was, that was a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Pierre. Thank you for having me on. So